0: Everybody, welcome to a new Dwarf Fortress talk. This is Rainseeker, and I have here with me the illustrious Captain Tastic. Hey, everybody! Illustrious is not a word. I thought anyway.
1: he was. Uh, I thought you were going to say the elusive Captain Tastic. That's right. We're all here together uh, this time.
0: Yes, we are. And here's Tarn. Of course, yep. he's talking.
1: Yep, this is Tarn.
0: And we are here to entertain you at the sacrifice of our lives. <laughs> I wouldn't be that dramatic. <laughs> well, we are sacrificing a couple hours to record this. I wasn't doing anything. Oh,
1: well. Good. That's right. <laughs> I, okay. I, I don't know what I was doing. I got up. You got up. The, I got up for this. So nothing's really going on. Um but I'm sure that this is going to color the rest of my day and make it um make it all the more productive. It's going to make a beautiful turn. That's right. I see the sun. Well, I actually I don't see the sun. There's a cat in the way. But uh no, there's a tree in the way too. No, there's no sun shining. I don't remember the last time when I saw the sun. It's it's it's.
0: <laughs> you live in you live in a very cloudy city.
1: Yeah, well, I live at night mostly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, <a> vampire turn. <laughs> okay, well, what we're gonna be talking about today in this episode of Dwarf Fortress Talk is Little Pink Ponies and Strawberry Shortcake on Pokemon White and Black. That's right. That's right. No, we're really going to be talking about, we're going to be looking at inns, the the taverns, the ins and outs of taverns, ha ha, and um, what happens in those taverns.
2: And um, also, we're going to be doing a, Captain, will you take it? We're going to be doing a retrospective on dwarf workers from the past, present, and future. That's right. That's right. We're going to retrospectively look into the future. Yes. It's, if you've read Dune, you know all about this. Yes.
1: That's right. Dwarf Fortress is the worm and the spice.
2: Yes. So, um, turn.
1: I guess it makes your eyes turn red, though, because you stay up at night too long playing it sometimes, instead of uh, blue. Thank you very much. I let the thank you very go much. go over and throw um, me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, before also we start, I'd like to mention that I have a new webcomic up. Uh, it's called RattownStories.com. Check it out. Uh, I'd love to have people comment that they came from Dwarf Fortress to check me out. So come on over. It that's gets right. my thumbs up. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Captain. And he's read it. Yeah. That's
1: right. So it's
0: actually got really cool art. Thanks. Let's start. Let's talk about... Right.
1: Um Yeah. What Taverns? Okay, we'll yeah. start We'll start with taverns.
0: We'll start with taverns and end on the retrospective. And um,
1: and there'll be questions and answers, too. Especially yeah, so to a pub crawl. Yeah. That? <laughs> Is that a new roguelike genre, the pub crawl? <laughs> uh, well. You kind of go through so levels. Make, make the, more, that the, more, the more you drink, the lower you go in the dungeon. The,
2: exactly. <laughs> like pub quizzes and stuff. So you're the, crawl,
1: crawling under tables and finding all kinds of monsters there. Hey. Chavs. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's nothing but trouble. But whoa, there goes the mouse. Good job.
2: Um, I apologize to any Dwarf Fortress community members that are chavs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, uh, you know.
2: So, what will
0: be happening in these in these taverns? If I walk into a tavern in uh, in adventure mode, what will I see? Versus Dwarf Fortress mode, what will
2: happen?
1: Well I think I think uh adventure mode is going to have uh, I mean it's mostly going to be um locals and people people visiting for for market days as well as uh, some travelers and and people hanging out that you can perhaps uh, perhaps hire whereas uh dwarf mode it's going to be more more particular for dwarf mode at first especially when you've got diplomats and merchants showing up as they do now Uh, you, you, if they, if they're going to stay for a while, then they, they might need to eat and drink and, um, now, and so you'll have to take care of them a little bit. And, uh, if, if they're going to stay a while, I mean, how often do dwarves sleep? If they're going to stay, stay a whole season, you might need to put them up in a room. Uh, but you're, you're, there will, there will be locals there. The dwarves, we're, we're planning, it depends on uh, how, how soon we get back to a, 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 um, a local economy inside the fortress, but but it's it's basically making meeting halls more interesting for your dwarves at the very start with with the dwarves going in and um, I- instead of just claiming a room for parties or going out on break and just kind of hanging out doing absolutely nothing, they uh, they can they can take a uh, take you up on your um, the amenities you set up for them in in your meeting halls so or dining room. It's kind of like a meeting hall and a dining room. Those things might all get mushed together. Uh, and you'll have um, your dwarves go there. They'll be able to, to, to drink and uh, play with little games and uh, use their musical instruments. And uh, I don't know if the, the kids show up at the bars and use the toys, because we want to get toys and instruments in, but uh, I'm not sure the toys are going to be uh, like their little mini forges. I don't know if you go to the bar <laughs> for that. Maybe you do if you're a dwarf.
2: What sort of things will you be able to place, like amenities-wise, and will, how much will dwarves care about if the inn is not well stocked? What <laughs> penalties could that incur?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, e- I don't even know if the like the the the, the tavern-wise, I don't. I mean, dwarves—it's not like your own dwarves are going to stay at your your inn. Um, that <laughs> it'd be kind of cruel, wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> it's like the seven dwarves arrive and they make an inn, and then they have to they have to stay at their own inn but uh but they they the uh for for your dwarves it's it's kind of the, i mean it's basically the 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 same as, as as it is now they they just need to be supported drink wise they need to have good food um and they need to chat with their friends to bolster them up a bit and if there's if there's specific um um pleasures that come out of uh playing music and and listening to people tell stories and that kind of thing uh then I don't know about dwarven dancing, but uh <laughs> that kind of i mean that that that's that's like um those the and and then and then playing with um playing with uh different types of games uh which we'll talk about in a bit i'm sure the, the the those kinds of things for for dwarves i mean it's just it's 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 really just an extension of the of the current mechanics and getting them to uh i mean right now if they if they go to a party if they're talking to people or making friends that makes them happy, but it's not really i mean the 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 party should be should be more um really more of a release than that for the for the dwarves especially if uh if they've got a lot on their minds uh that they need to have uh, cancelled out uh then then they they should have lots of different funny specific happy happy things to do there <laughs> and uh yeah so 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 that that kind of that kind of thing um for 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 them in particular just just dwarves uh from your fortress coming in. Uh, it's really just going to be an activation of music and, um, like I said, storytelling. And uh, I don't know if there's going to be a particular kind of service industry, like like people serving serving drinks to your own dwarves. If they just kind of go to the stockpile, grab some stuff, they don't pay for it or anything. Just hang out and 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 just 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 kind of an extension of the meeting hall dining hall concept for them. I mean, where it gets more interesting is when you you involve. Um, uh people that that aren't kind of economically um a part of your fortress then then you you've got people that you'll actually be able to to charge charge for for drinks charge for for staying um you know if you if you if you uh um, if you want to it might not be um something you want to do to a diplomat but it might be the dwarven way of doing things <laughs> <laughs> we haven't quite decided. Um about about that particular one. But you've also got um merchants coming in, you've got uh if it depending on the location of your fortress, you might also have um travelers showing up or bandits showing up. I mean there's nothing there's nothing um there's nothing that says that the bandits don't don't kinda hang out at a at a at a dwarven tavern and then move on. Um, because sure. there's there's plenty of them just lingering around, and they're also if you build your fortress out in the wilds, they're more likely to be the closest people. Um, and you've uh, you've got you've got it, when we get when we get adventure, this might be the time when we start making adventure type people uh, move around a little bit, and mercenary type people uh, move around a little bit. And uh, in that case, you'd have you'd have some additional visitors there as well. Uh, I know in the first release, uh, which is going to predate the the tavern release, there's going to be people moving between towns and villages, um, going to markets and so on. And uh, depending on the location of your fortress, you could could bump into some people uh, associated movements like that, Um, although jamming your fortress in between the villages and towns is a little tight. Uh, and, uh, would be, I mean, would be kind of funny, but, but it's like, it's a strange location for a dwarf fortress, but, uh, and then there's, there's, you can't tell me where to build. <laughs> it's, it's, it's there's, there's, there's basically, and, and there's a whole other kind of, um, uh, large, large issue here that's coming up before the army stuff, which is the, the dwarves that kind of live around your fortress. These sort of either hill dwarves or dwarves that live deep in the mountains uh, that that you're not specifically controlling, and they would also be really good uh, candidates for um, not just your own local markets and stuff, but 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 showing up and hanging out at your uh, hanging out at your establishment. Right. right. Um, How do
0: you feel about uh, perhaps goblins showing up at your end to, to drink and party?
1: I that that it's it's perfectly fine the way the way things work now goblins are not kind of these slavering evil um 100% uh creatures as as we might have talked about before but you've got goblins uh integrating a bit into into human towns uh and it should be less so in places like 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 elven forests and so on but but if there if there are goblins uh, living in a human town, a few goblins, or there's goblins as part of a, goblins as part of a bandit group, then, uh, they could show up. I mean, we, we had, we had kind of, uh, dismissed the specific idea of, of saying, you know, like, no goblins allowed in my, in my, uh, in my, in my inn or whatever. Um, as that's I mean, I don't know if it's a bit reminiscent of, uh, of, of some stuff we don't want to drag into the game, but you should be able to, uh, to eject Eject people you don't want. We were thinking about, you know, if if you've got people coming eventually to your fortress, if 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 you've got, um, you know, you you say you have a reputation for having really really good uh, good whiskey or something like we we could add um, booze quality is one of the things we were thinking about adding. Cool. And uh, so you got you've got a reputation then as a place that has good whiskey, and you get you might get more travelers that way, and you might you might eventually have um you know more well-to-do people showing up um. And that, that might be involved with the gambling that we were considering adding to. Uh, and then you might, I don't know if you have to kick all the bandits out of your, your, uh, <laughs> your, your tavern and then have a, have a bouncer or something. <laughs> um, and, uh, and if you've got, if you've got a bunch of bandits showing up, if they, if they're, um, you know, it might, it might not, it might be a little more random until we get to all the personality rewrites, but we do have, already have the anger, anger personality and so on. So, uh, if there's, if there's going to be more bar fights from, from bandits and so on. Uh, you know, you might not want to have them around when you, if you're trying to go for, um, try and get some, uh, get some more well-to-do people to show up at your place. Throw in some good
0: tips, baby. Come
1: on. And, uh, I guess people who do bar fights, they might might catch a a case and go to the hammer. You never know. (laughs) Uh, So you could finally start hammering elves, uh, just uh, just at your leisure, maybe. Picking picking (laughs) them out, uh, dragging them up on false charges and and hammering them all, but uh <laughs> yeah, so it's like I mean, it's, it's like we don't. I mean, I, I you know, you, you want to be a little careful talking about this stuff. You know, you're not you're not necessarily turning turning Dwarf Fortress into Diner Dash or anything, but uh, <laughs> but but it's 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 because it seems a little weird, right? But but when you've got merchants and diplomats coming, they don't have to eat or drink while they're there, and you can't even offer them anything. Uh, it kind of it kind of fits into that. Uh, there's the option of perhaps having mercenaries stick around in your fortress. Uh, we, we thought about that a bit. You know, you might you might be able to hire them and put them into uh, put them EMTs. into uh, yeah yeah put them in put them into squads and um, and uh, you might not be able to change all their weapons and you wouldn't have armor for them necessarily uh, if that fits, <laughs> but uh, right but but it it seems it seems like a like a reasonable thing for people that don't want to focus on that they just want to have some of those guys around and you'd probably just get the money right back from the drinking and gambling or whatever um uh, <laughs> immediately uh so so yeah it's just thought it be i mean cuz we we we're, were originally thinking about doing you know just adventure mode um taverns and inns and then we remembered this this uh I I remember if it was originally there was a suggestion around two thousand eight or something on the forum for dwarf mode inns. I don't remember if we had talked about it at all before then or if that was just kind of a kind of a random suggestion that popped up back then. Uh and uh so we saw Taverns and Inns on the dev page and we're like, Okay, well, let's do Dwarf Mode Inns too And uh <laughs> so it's uh it's it's a it's a little strange, but I mean it's it's certainly one of those things that kinda of popped out on the on the on the release list when we put that up. It's just uh because we have not talked about it very much, uh, so so that's I mean that's the reason we're talking about it now. But so so basically, you you um, you've got more more interesting people visiting your fortress. You might be able to convince some of them to stick around.
2: So how do you feel the interface will be for setting these these places up and uh, keeping them supplied with cool stuff?
1: Yeah, so I think I think the hub the hub of the inn and tavern, uh, whatever you want to set up, because we we want it to be kind of um, open uh, yeah, open ended, have some options there. But the the hub is kind of the meeting hall slash dining room. I don't know if they're going to all become one type of building now just a place for people to meet up that may or may not have tables and chairs uh and counters and we must so have that, counters. <laughs> counters, that's right. And uh and and whatever whatever else we we uh, other furniture decides to come up. Uh so that's gonna be the hub of it. And then uh even if it's just a little, say, counter where someone goes in to check into their their inn, like it's like it's more like if you wanted to set up something that was more like just a hotel type in. Rather than um, having a big hall with tables and games and booze and stuff, and so you'd, you'd have this hub where you'd, you'd set up your your services and and link up rooms. We'd probably just use regular bedrooms. We don't have to change it that much for for your in rooms, mm-hmm. and um, link them up to um, uh, link them up to the the meeting hall, uh, mm-hmm. the main meeting hall. And uh, you'd also be able to at the meeting hall. Yes, yeah, so you'd be able to set up your prices and and uh, you know specifically what what things you want going on at your in. Um, and perhaps you'd also like with the workshop profiles be able to attach your particular um, people you want you want to hang out there. Uh, so. Um, so that's uh that's that's basically what we wanted to set up the the hub in those buildings and and not not deviate too much from what we've got now. There's obviously going to have to be a new a new kind of um new kind of uh, screen or options menu for for the for the new stuff, but it, it should all come right off of that that screen and um I I mean when you get into this economic stuff there's also the kind of this um this desire to jump into, you know, I want, I want my guest list with like their winnings tab in there and how much they, they, they how many drinks they've bought and, uh, and how, you know, if you, if you, for some reason you set up two inns you could have charts saying how, how well they're doing. I mean, I don't know how much we want to jump into kind of theme, theme park yeah. type of, type of stuff, but it, it's reasonable if, if it becomes that important that, that most of your, like if you just set up like you decide to start your fortress and you just set up this giant kind of gambling hall and you've you've attached some stockpiles filled with filled with all kinds of uh, stuff that's brought in and and uh, it becomes a big part of your fortress, and you use the um the uh, it's, its' basically kind of like booze is your main export straight to people. Into their stomachs and then they export it out of their bodies when they walk <laughs> off the map or whatever, and that's your main source of income. Then it would be reasonable to kind of have tracking information for that kind of thing. But if it's just a small little place you use to um, to kind of make your diplomats and merchants more happy and and more likely to uh, to um, to have good trade trade agreements and, and that kind of thing, uh, then then it doesn't it doesn't need to be something that's in your face all the time. I mean, certainly not planning to have it like at the end of the year pop up your earnings, and it's like you know, you, you had, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's it's yeah. not that's not where we're going for. I mean, I don't want to scare people into thinking we're doing something completely uh, off base and 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 stupid with the game. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think the, the
0: neat thing about what you're choosing to do here is that you're allowing it to be a little more gray because there was enemies and then there were friends, but now there are like people that are customers or they're visiting that might be annoying that you
2: want want to kick out but are not per se trying to kill you. I think that the uh, important thing will be to keep the mechanics kind of in line with what's already there instead of making it like its own little mini game within a game within a game.
1: Yeah, no it's all it's all it's all going in with and 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 and, and there's going to be nothing wrong with having, you know, your your tavern meeting hall, your dwarves decide to throw a party there, there happens to be a merchant there, and that's kind of actually part of the idea is to have your dwarves around those people so that your one of your dwarves could challenge a visiting merchant to like a, a a tacticist game or something, and um and that that was one of the main things we were we were planning to explore with that is yeah. kind of kind of these these interrelationships and um and also uh, the uh, I mean just the just the games themselves I mean we were thinking you know well if you're if you've got a dwarf and an outsider playing a game you know you should be able to pop in and, and control the dwarf and just pop up a little game screen and play with uh, play with some games. I mean it was mainly going to be I mean the starting point for that was adventure mode because of course going into a tavern and just, you know, rolling dice or 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 playing a little game of some kind is um, is a perfectly reasonable thing for an adventurer to do. Uh and 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 the problem with with adventure mode mechanics sometimes is that you they don't they don't make it into dwarf mode until way later. Uh, like with the combat reports where that kind of fighting was going on but you couldn't read the text of what actually happened, uh, until recently. And the, the, the idea this time is to get, get the dice games and, and card games and board games or whatever we end up adding first into, uh, into both modes at the same time. So that you'd be able to control your dwarves playing against the outsiders. Perhaps if your dwarves are, are playing with each other, you'd be able to pick one of them to jump into. Um, uh, I'm not quite a, quite as certain about that, but but it might be required just to give you the opportunity to, to do this very much, and it's um, so it would just be like like you know the, the, if if two people are playing a game at a table in a in a meeting hall, um, then it, they they're going to be playing that game for a certain number of uh, a certain amount of time, like s- several days in Dwarf Mode the way it works, but but or, or you know at least a, a couple days. And, Very addictive game. <laughs> and, so, and so you've got it, – it, 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 it'll probably just pop up a little notification in the top left corner, one of those little letters or something, just letting you know that you can jump into something if you want. Um, and and then you'd, you'd be able to uh, to to pop in and and play the game in kind of frozen time so that no time passes uh In in in, while you're resolving it, and then when you leave, the game would would either adjourn or they'd continue sitting at that table for the same amount of time they would have. So that doesn't feel like there's any metagaming going on that way. But I mean, it is jumping into someone's head is is and playing a a game for them is already kind of metagaming. So it's not that big (laughs) it's not that big a deal. Um. So so you, you know you could you could um. You know, if if one of your one of your gambling addict dwarves decides to to gamble away your anvil or something, uh, <laughs> then <laughs> maybe you can jump in there and and win the game for oh, him. Oh please, uh, <laughs> oh please,
0: <laughs> let that be real.
1: <laughs> it was one of the things we wrote down. We're like, do we want to do this? Is that too painful? And it was like, well, you know, um, it it might be it might be too too fun to avoid, but. <laughs> I mean, you, you don't want to—you don't want to totally annoy the player themselves into quitting your game, but—but—but uh, but, but to some extent, that stuff's funny. Uh, so, that thing is fun. That's right. Yeah, especially when when yeah, it's all. Well, I don't know what I was going to say. but <laughs> It's all right.
2: Uh, yeah,
0: Kedorach, you are banned from playing cards. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, no, it should, it should be entertaining, and it's good to have the good, even even independent of all the visitors, giving the giving the dwarves something finally to do with those instruments they've been had for like years, just sitting there. And um, and 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 it's like there's all these attributes for like oh musicality that's a, that's
2: musicality ad- and like kinetic oh. sense,
1: yeah, all all that stuff that they don't use at all, like musicality. I mean, there's zero use for it. Um, but and and also the uh, the language abilities don't get used that much. Uh, and we can have people you know telling telling it, it 'd be cool it 's kind of like like the um, like the historical information sometimes it gives you on engravings or whatever you can have a dwarf say like "Now I will tell you the story of the time that I carved cheese pictures in my room or something and and they 'll sit there <laughs> yeah, and, yeah and so you have the you have this really funny kind of Dwarf parties, where more like the um, the, the the way, and it probably used all the same stuff. That was the point of the the military stuff, where it says exactly what they're doing during their training exercises and that kind of thing. Um, you know, you'd have these activities that pop up at parties, like let's, you know, there's a storytelling activity going on, or there's a musical activity, and then people can join in as uh, as participants um, in different ways and just kind of hang out in the meeting hall doing all this different stuff. And the same with the games that they play. So can, you know, can you perhaps
3: listen
0: to the story. Uh, <laughs> you, like you'd like the game, like you could just like jump in and listen to it. I,
1: I, you'd you'd be able to see. I mean, you'd certainly be able to see what the story is about. If 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 it's like randomly generating the dude talking, then I mean, I threatened at one point to do a poetry generator, threatened these things, and you <laughs> know, if it comes down to it now, uh, <laughs> you know, it it seems early because because we haven't done the the grammar rewrites and the things that I wanted to do. With that stuff, um, so so it might it might not it might not happen immediately. That that the, those kind of uh, before I play too much with language, I wanted to get through those um, those things. But if so it's the, j- dwarves,
0: the dwarves from Nantucket will have to wait.
1: It, it, it it'll, it'll <laughs> <laughs> tread lightly. Yes, but but uh, <laughs> uh yeah, it but, rhymes it rhymes with bucket. It does rhyme with bucket, and bucket's really important in um, in dwarf fortress.
0: Yeah, right. You need them to build wells.
1: That's right, and so so uh so we've got uh um you should be able to see what they're about even if it isn't giving you the blow by blow uh and it can it can do it can do um I mean, there's things it can do like 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 what if the if he's retelling the story of a war, he can talk about you know we've got we've got the different list of events that happened, and he might highlight uh the storyteller rather might highlight um uh uh, different, um, you know, particular duel from that war, and, and kind of and, and just mention, mention it or whatever. But but the um, you, so you get we will get some information. I, I doubt I doubt we'll be jumping too far off the deep end on that one right now. Uh, and uh, what else? Um, singing and and dancing. What else do people do to entertain themselves? Um, I don't know if they're going to be putting Boasting. on putting on plays. Yeah, just telling talking talking all kinds of crap.
0: That'd be kind of cool. Have them lying about stuff they've done. they <laughs> tell a story, but it's actually a lie.
1: Yeah, we can finally use those personality lying skills, yeah. personality, lying skills, and and uh, their their creativity. Um, uh, so so yeah, it should be it should be uh, especially and, and they could make up make up fake stories. That's not boasting. It's just telling a funny story or whatever. Um, but but so so it should be cool. It should be cool. we we're, we're the 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 one of the main things of that release is just getting your dwarves. Getting your dwarves in there and not just having these these um these stand around and talk parties. I mean there's there's a place for that, but not in a dwarf <laughs> fortress. Um and they don't even have drinks, they're just sitting there talking to each other. I guess they're all just really close friends, uh talking about old times and just kinda doddering around or something. But not anymore. Um they need, Yeah.
2: They need to be procedurally generated mixed drinks <laughs> and dare drinks.
1: We had those old recipes. Then they disappeared. Um, so, so yeah. Well, I, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know the. Uh, I don't know very much about any of that stuff. Despite having spent nine years uh, as a student in college, um, but but yeah, certainly, certainly people people uh, get into their get into their booze. And dwarves should be the rule rather than the exception. There. Oh yeah. Um <laughs> so yeah I imagine there'll be some learning about that but certainly drink quality uh like i mentioned before with the, the reputation uh, of your of your fortress resting on that perhaps yeah um it's like even if you don't you know make the best swords uh you might, you probably have the best whiskey in the on the whole world
0: yeah can you allow us to craft our own micro brews like <laughs> vent a drink
1: yeah that's I guess that's that's what uh that's what the captain was referring to too right you you want to it, it kind of relies on this whole recipe idea we had before that you'd be able to um you'd be able to to take take not just the uh the number of different food items you're putting in, and then it says this is made out of minced this and minced that and minced water and minced air and whatever else you can <laughs> mince in Dwarf Fortress, uh, you know, just 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 running running with that, but then then actually having named recipes is not that difficult. It's just something that that it was actually you know the the structures for it uh, in a basic way were in the game at one point. And then they disappeared. I still have these these trade tabs for recipes that aren't used for anything uh and and so I'm not sure quite when I'm getting getting to that because um, it's the kind of thing that yeah it's just one of those things that could end up thrown in you know but uh but certainly drink quality is going in. So yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of a weird thing, you know. And there there are all kinds of avenues that come out of taverns. Like, can you hire people? Can you hire just soldiers, or can you can you you know, if you're if you're your dwarves are all busy mining, can you hire a cook, or hire a human to clean up all the forgotten beast blood that's tracked around? Well, you'd be hiring a series of humans to, to clean up the uh, the forgotten beast blood that's tracked. Ah, there goes
0: another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, Barrier in the back.
1: <laughs> well, you have to hire a human for that too. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so the, the it, it's 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 up for um it's certainly up for consideration. Um we tried to think of all the different kinds of visitors that you could expect and and uh and that, those you know there's a lot of a lot of uh humans just kind of wandering around when they get their towns destroyed and they live in the hills uh and uh it, so, so so they could come and uh and and be some use to you but but we're not we're not sure um and it would rely on you know i mean cuz you get a lot of migrants yourself but but in those in those fortresses that don't get a lot of migrants or you know especially when migrants start changing over to something that actually has to migrate and come to your fortress then, uh, you know, you might find that, that there are more, there are more other, other types of critters, critters visiting. It doesn't mean you need to keep them. It doesn't mean you need to even welcome them. And if you don't have a, a tavern established, uh, you might not have to worry about this stuff. Cause I, I mean, I can definitely, definitely see the side of people that just want to kind of have their dwarves, you know, right. uh, without dealing with all this riffraff. Uh, so, so it's, it's, uh, it's something that's only going to happen if you really encourage it to happen, uh, for the most part, although there are things like refugee crises that already kind of happen in the game, but the guys just kind of go off into the wilderness and then reestablish sites in world gen, but if world gen is over, they're just kind of hanging out, uh, and and that those situations might might be thrust onto your onto your fortress. I <laughs> you, you have
0: your seven dwarves, and then three hundred <laughs> people show
1: up. <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> yeah, there has to be there has to be reasonable limits and constraints. But where's but, the food? <laughs> <laughs> you got to worry about you know if you're if you're allowing ban- bandits to come to your tavern. and There's only seven dwarves. I mean, maybe they stay in line just because they don't know if there's traps and levers that a dwarf can pull. Because <laughs> when you when you go into like especially when you're going into a tunnel in the earth, I mean you should be on your best behaviour um <laughs> and it, I mean, maybe they just come there to drink uh but uh and gamble and stuff but but if uh yeah although I mean I imagine there'll be people building outdoor establishments um like big yeah. big green glass casinos and stuff uh <laughs> but yeah, so it' <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what happens um i mean it shouldn't take too much too much dwarf power. Um, to 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 help out your guests. I mean, you, you'd probably be responsible for serving them drinks. Um, maybe that means that goblets will finally be used for something too. But I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure because right now, I mean, what would what would serving a drink look like? They like go to a stockpile and grab a and a barrel and just pour it down the guests, throat and then bring it back to the <laughs> stockpile. Right? I mean, that's a dwarf bar, I and mean, that's not far <laughs> off. What imagine, but uh, you know, maybe maybe they'll actually. Be a point to making all those goblets. Now you just stack them in your in your um, stack them in your bar.
0: I guess I assumed that the dwarf always like got actual took an actual bug with him, <laughs> with him or something. So it's not it just doesn't work that way. Huh? He just goes and like sticks his head in chuck, the barrel and takes uh, uh, that Chuck
1: right, right out of the barrel. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I guess you can you can imagine that there's a tap or something. But but uh,
0: I want I want a barrel like that <laughs> <laughs> full of beer.
1: So, <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, no, no, it should be fascinating. It should be really fascinating. It was, it was, uh, ever since we put it up on the, on the dev page, we're like, dwarf modems are fascinating. Uh, it's just weird. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. And, um, the, the, the thing that, like, the hill dwarves is a big thing later. We're not really sure how that's going to work into it because we haven't, uh, the hill dwarves are, our army arc material. Uh, but that'll probably change the character of them a lot, uh especially if you have a lot of a lot, lot of hill dwarves. Uh, I'm sorry,
0: uh for those of us that don't know what you mean. What are yes. hill
1: dwarves? Hill dwarves are, are so so the idea is, the main idea is if you want to have an army arc and you want to be able to compete at the numbers that other um other other civilizations are putting out there and you want to actually go on the offensive especially. I mean, because you can lock up your fortress and 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 uh trap people and do horrible siege things to them and <laughs> we have and magma, and later when we have moving fortresses, I don't even want to know what people are going to grind the poor attacking armies into. But, but the uh, if you want to go on the offensive and you hope to 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 actually have make your mark on the world, then you're going to need more dwarves than like 50 or 60 or 70 dwarves. Um, and this is where where hill dwarves come in. Now hill dwarves, it's not it's not just to say that. You have a bunch of kind of um kind of uh, dwarves living just in hills uh like 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 they're copies of hobbits or something, but it's it's just the meaning they're they're outside your fortress either in the wilderness or um they've colonized the the layers the underground layers that you've got uh you could you could make deeper colonies of dwarves as well, and that might be related to getting extra mining uh it might be related to just getting extra farming. Um, or they they could totally just be subsisting by themselves, but the idea would be that you could send out dwarves from your fortress. Uh, you can you can uh, arm them, you can train them, and you can send them out uh, to um, to cause trouble. And uh, at the same time, they'd be able to come to your fortress and trade probably mostly food and other other things like that. Where, whereas you can and so you can do some some exports that way uh, without having to wait. A long time for a caravan. If you want to do it, it's, it's, it, like I was saying, this is only really required for a, uh, a fort that wants to be kind of expansionist, uh, military rather than a strictly defensive dwarf, um, military setup. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so you, you, it, it fit in. At the same time we're adding hill dwarves, we're probably, if they're not already in, we'll be adding the, uh, fortress embark scenarios, uh, so that you can say, you know, we have you know you know 300 dwarves left um uh you know to to go to go found a fortress out in the wilds or whatever to go fa- found a fortress on the uh, border with the goblin kingdom or whatever and then you'd have dwarves inside your fortress and you'd have dwarves outside your fortress it totally changes the relationship with migrants and uh and whether or not you how many dwarves you have uh so it's i mean it's a big it's a big deal um, and, and, uh, but that's not to say that the old gameplay system wouldn't also be preserved where you can start with a small number of dwarves and kind of have a, have a, 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 different sort or a smaller kind of operation going on rather than one where you're worried about playing more of a world strategic game. But if you want to play the world strategic game, which is part of what the army arc is about, uh, and part of having a world map is about that, is, that it's so underused in dwarf mode, uh, yeah then you need you need more numbers, and you can't just have them all on the map. It's just not practical, as we've seen with the frames per second that we get out of our <laughs> you can't and 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 the alternatives are are like having every dwarf count for twenty dwarfs something, but we just didn't want to do it that way right? Um, especially with how it has to match in with adventure mode and how adventure mode actually has all the people all over the place uh and so we, your 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 fortress would have more sprawl to it itself uh. Uh, Are
0: you thinking that you'd allow um, dwarves to train, or you could set up training that happens off the map, basically? Or
1: yeah, 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 and and it could be all kinds of things. You, you basically have representatives from your fortress sent out um, to the um, to the it kind of in in the in the way we were talking about. You control as the player, you're sort of in control of the official capacities of the dwarves. It would give you that kind of that position over a whole population that you have even less control over. All these all these hill hill dwarves. I don't know if you have to take care of your hill dwarves. Maybe they'll leave. Maybe they'll just attack. Um, kind of try and get a new new uh, new people in charge of the uh, the main fortress. It would kind of put you in the position of being a noble from the beginning in a way. Um, <laughs> And and then when you become a barony, you would be a baron over your barony of hill dwarfs <laughs> or whatever. I mean, there'd be and so taxing the hill dwarfs might be a a big theme. Uh, <laughs> going out and taxing your poor hill dwarfs. So so it's 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 uh, it, it's it's um, yeah. I mean, we don't want to get too far off off topic, I guess, but. but. <laughs> Not that, Actually, not that not that not, that, not that, not that we ever had a problem with that before, <laughs> but, but it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, I don't, I want I don't want to talk about something I haven't completely, you know, well, that never stopped me either, but maybe, <laughs> let me just say that I haven't completely, you know, we, Zach and I have not 100% worked this out, but that's the idea. That's the idea with hill dwarves and that's the justification for hill dwarves and no, you're not going to have to have hill dwarves. Sure.
2: There, your off-screen buddies, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> okay, well, let's segue into our second
0: part of the show, where we will be looking at our overview of what's happened over the last couple of years in Dwarf Fortress. We'll be right back.
2: In August 2006, Dwarf Fortress had its first public release, and a lot of people fell in love with it. Not just because of what it was at the time, but because of the large amount of goals and promise it had.
1: <laughs> That's right.
2: And basically, personally, I, I and myself, and I know quite a few others, fell in love with the game solely because not only was it good now, but it was going to continue getting better and more and more. You know, things being added in. So, where have we come since that day in August two thousand six?
1: Well, I, I think yeah, we should probably we should probably talk about where we were when we started because uh, a lot of people now playing. There, there are more people playing the game now, pretty much than than there ever have been. Uh, it's not to say there is a lot of people, but it's it's we you know there has been a slow grow in the in the number of people playing, and a lot of people probably aren't familiar at all with with what it was like in in 2006 and uh i mean things like you had 50 embark locations you had to cycle through on the world map like i think there were x's or something right you had to cycle through Mm -hmm. possible embark locations uh dwarves could only move in four directions um mountain to the right that's right river to the left (laughs) that's right there's a mountain cliff face the river on the left the river often had a little island in it you could scroll off the map, uh, in infinitely in any direction, and then when it would start telling you jokes when you got too far, uh, and there was always a certain there you always hit the river, then you hit the chasm, then you hit the magma, and then you hit the end. Wait a minute. You hit you hit the end, and then it just set a timer, and you lost the game. <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah. know that it's just like oh, your fortress has crumbled to its end. Who knows why. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and that was so that the adventurer could come back and fight, fight the demon, right? Uh, that had presumably destroyed your fortress, but you didn't even know. Uh, so, so, <laughs> that, 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 uh, that, and, and, of course the game was released with the Civil War bug, um, that caused tantruming dwarves to destroy the whole, uh, the whole, since they continued to fight each other and everyone was like, you attacked him, well you're against the fortress, well you're against the fortress because you attacked him or whatever and, that, and then and the, the whole thing fell apart. And there were those horrible floods where where like one piece of water could turn into an infinite number of pieces of water and flood the entire world. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, there's all, all kinds of um, all kinds of interesting places we came from uh, there. The the adventure there was no adventure mode travel um, except you'd start in a town if, if I remember. Uh, you didn't even start in a town at the first. Sometimes you just started in the last fortress you lost. But if you you were in a town, you could travel off the edge of the town and it would give you a menu of places to go. Um it was very yeah, so it was it was uh, it was intriguing. Um uh <laughs> how 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 little there was back then. Uh and I I didn't I didn't actually go back and play it. I don't even remember if there was – but but I saw this thing in October uh which was later, of course, cuz the game was released in August. It said specific t- pile types added, so yeah, perhaps there weren't even there wasn't even more than one type of pile back then. I really don't remember. Um, I'm sure people can go back and play the, the the version is still available if you want to go check it out. But uh, it's it's uh, it's yeah, it was just intriguing, uh, you know the um, you know how 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 um, different it was, and of course people are still I mean people that played it back then. I mean there there was things to be said about about going. Through the from the cliff face to getting better and better kinds of minerals, better and better kinds of gems, hitting different obstacles. At times, you you could expect to hit the river. I mean, sometimes when you hit the river, it flooded and then it shot that flood out about forty tiles and then it receded. These were these kind of scripted events that would happen, and it was it was kind of gamey, right? Uh, but but at the same time, we haven't you know fully recaptured some of the good things about that yet. Um, and uh, so so there was the there was a. Uh, <clears throat> you know I took down I took down some notes here just because um you know there a lot happened and uh so so the the there, there was bug fixing apparently through that entire year which is interesting um because there's lots of bugs and it's just like now uh, <laughs> just like exactly what I'm doing now that's kind of the phase we were at then and, uh, the, the, um, but the thing that happened after that is when we got, we got, so, so Dwarf Fortress had been in development for years before it was first publicly released. And then there were many, many releases, uh, really quickly right after it was released. But right at that, uh, in the beginning of 2007, we, we said, okay, um, there are lots of problems with floods and, and, and bridges not working with water right and so on and uh so we decided we we're going to throw in a z coordinate <laughs> like to make make multiple levels up and down which is kind of a huge um huge undertaking and it ended up taking um uh, many months uh, <laughs> uh i guess 10 months or so and uh wow and the thing though you know looking back at that um it kind of reminds you of the stuff that we didn't have in the initial release because uh the when the z coordinates were added we also added the um the the uh, ability to um to um, uh build walls embark. yeah build walls uh eight directional dwarf movement uh, ability to embark anywhere uh the reactions went into the uh, raws so that you can make your own jobs we got activity zones screw pumps water pressure uh hatchets tragedy mule grates yes that's right tragedy mule the 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 the, the <laughs> one of one of the uh, uh, early famous, uh, videos, uh, famous among like ten people. And, uh, we got machines with those gear assemblies and, and that kind of thing. Uh, so there's all kinds of stuff. Um, uh, those, the, the, wells by necessity had to become vertical with the little ropes and buckets moving around. Uh, and, uh, many more mineral types were added at that time too. I think that was the first big geology kick that I went on. Uh, so it was, it was, um, you know, an awful lot happened during that, 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 that 10 months or so and that was sort of our first um, experience with how how uh, you know I can kind of get too wrapped up in a release or whatever <laughs> until it uh, until it fall, falls apart uh, and and then gets put back together so we released it and you know obviously lots of bug fixes um, happened after that that was in October 2007. And then the, the Mac, Mac port uh, began around that time. And it looks like we, we resisted the urge to fall into a, a big development cycle for about uh, four months. <laughs> 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 then we dropped off the map again. Um, so so in, in the beginning of 2008, we, we needed to – this is when we started saying around that time, okay, we're working on the army arc now, um, at the same time saying we really need the caravan arc to do anything in the game uh so that, that's that's you know about 3 years ago is when when that kind of talk uh really started um uh hitting hitting its uh its maximum levels of of uh, of um you know just being part of the uh, the culture of development i guess or or what 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 was said to people and uh so we started on that we started on honestly what we thought was the army arc i think at that time and it ended up being just a lot of world gen stuff like all the legends and stories that you read now that that stuff really didn't exist um in world gen very much uh when the game was released uh, there was a bit of information if i remember but not nothing nothing like uh the wars and and fights and duels and and uh towns being um captured and stuff like that i'm not sure if we had what exactly we had but but that's that's kind of when that started up and uh that release took five months, and so that sticks us into the middle, middle of July 2008 now. Um, and so we released it. There was no Army arc, um, <laughs> more bugs to fix, and uh, so it did, did some cleaning for a while. And uh, that, that process ended uh, in around September 2008, uh, you know, another series of releases. And then we decided that we needed to um, add in... Materials to the game, like like actual material definitions, as part of the sort of combat rewrite we were still thinking in these army arc terms, um, you know we need to do uh we need to make combat better, we need to get rid of the phantom limb pain. There were some issues like that, <laughs> and it all kind of turned into this well let's just rewrite the whole material system and and give creatures material body parts and stuff that stuff didn't exist until until um until this big release push began in, in September of 2008, there was no... And
0: this is actually what spawned us doing our, our podcast. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because nothing much was happening, so we <laughs> decided
0: we should just do something and talk about it, at least. Yeah, because that... the like a Because <laughs> it, took, it
1: took 19 months, that release process. Yeah. That's a long time, and we did a lot. Um, and, you know, people who play the game now are probably more familiar with this stuff because, you know, a lot of people came in during this time as well. And, uh, we did the Wounds and Combat rewrite, we gave the Creatures descriptions, added a million new attributes, uh, put in the healthcare system, such as it is, I'm working on those bugs now, uh, Venom, uh, made, we started putting in all those map features like the big underground, um. Uh, layers and so on, just to slowly get back into that that feeling that we had in the original cliff face. We were talking about about an actual underground progression, which is somewhat restored. Not it's I mean it's not as good as it could be, but but it's 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 coming back. And uh, we added entity positions in the raws, uh, and the whole military um, rewrite uh, and more uh, came in during that that really long wait, and eventually we got that released. And that was in April 2010, um, and since then there's been the the big adventure mode rewrite with the night creatures and the travel, and we just recently did the uh, the economic uh, sort of world gen economy rewrite that was supposed to be the whole caravan arc, and then we're like, we're not going to disappear off the map for 19 months, uh, you know, especially with all the bugs that are currently out there. We didn't want to uh, disappear for that long again. Uh so we've yeah. got this thing released now, which was kind of like a portion of the caravan arc that caused its own problems. But um and now we're now we're just kind of in the, the bug fixing mode. Um and uh we'll be going back to the caravan arc, back to bugs, back to the caravan arc. And so we're actually doing the caravan arc, and we're doing the army arc. Uh and uh, you know, we feel like we've got the backing that we need pretty much for that. As I said, there are things like hill dwarves that are gonna come in first before the army arc. Um but uh you know it's finally it's finally underway uh which is good yeah uh,
0: don't forget we now have bees that's right yeah. <laughs> bees.
1: bees recent edition. this is our retrospective on bees bee <laughs> hives bee stings um mead mead yep mead yep hives collection of the hives and beekeeper dwarves and uh pressers that press honeycombs and we even have royal jelly the rogue like staple royal jelly can't yeah, to have the Oil jelly um there you go. Make and, it strong <laughs> yeah so that's that's uh that's the overview i don't i mean i'm sure i missed all kinds of interesting stuff and screwed things up but that that's my understanding i kind of like half remembered things and i had to go look at the devlog which is you know it's good it's there should have uh, had
0: Footkerchief come on and tell us exactly what happened yeah
1: yeah yeah On <laughs> <And> march 3rd <laughs> Well, Fudkerchief is a hero. He 12. is. He's great. We Bay love
0: Fudkerchief. Thank you, Fudkerchief, for your hard work and your community service.
2: Yes. Because we know that the judge made you do it. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, he's paid his dues. He's a free man. That's right.
1: Yeah, even more than that, really. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Super free. Super free man.
1: <laughs> well, is that called a get-out-of-jail-free card? So, you know, yeah, next, free. next offense. He could just be like, then, well, look at all this stuff I've done. And he's like, all right, fine, fine.
0: Yeah. All that community service already paid. Not yeah, that it's a crime. <laughs> Maybe some kind of white-collar crime.
1: You never know. You never know what's what's lurking in the shadows. This small baby cat could even be thinking <laughs> about things. <laughs> Actually, we know that for a fact. What are you thinking about, Mr. Scamps? You're a trouble boy. Always thinking about converting your next criminal activity. I'm going to scratch your face. I'm going to scratch your kidneys. I'm going to rip the kidneys out of your back.
2: Continuing on with an overview of Dwarf Fortress's past and present and possibly future, Um, Toadie's previously previously just gone over the development aspect of it, but I'd like for him to take some time to uh, talk about the publicity versus popularity of it. Over time, Dwarf Fortress has become a media darling, (laughs) a little bit of a baby celebrity in the indie game circles. And not just
0: that, but it influences many other people's games, such as Blizzard has put references to you multiple times, and other games.
2: Any game with a dwarf? (laughs)
1: Pretty much. Yeah, well, we can, we can certainly see you know, Lord take of the Rings really off.
2: ripped you off, dude. I don't know. That.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, it, it's, 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 uh, I mean, we, we're, we're, we're just, um, we've been very happy with how, how things are going. I mean, it's, it's like there, there, there's only ever been, uh, you know, a handful of people interested. You gotta, you know, keep, keep perspective, but, uh, it's, it's been, it's been cool. And, 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 I mean, from the beginning, it was weird. Like in in 2006, I don't remember how long it took, but but it didn't it didn't take long for for lots of people to come in from different places because we were totally shocked by how how fast things move around on forums and so on because we had never really been um, kind of actively involved with with the, with the other internet communities and and seeing how that works and our own games that we released never caught on anywhere. I mean like like Slaves to Armok and um, and, uh, little crime squad and, uh, the, the, uh, the other games that were released prior to Dwarf Fortress, um, uh, World War One Medic made it, made it onto a magazine CD. Uh, that's, that's the only, the only thing I remember ever happening. And, um, so, yeah, it was just, so we didn't really expect that much, uh, out of Dwarf Fortress when we released it. And, uh, uh, the reception was really great. And, um, uh, and then more, 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 more people just slowly have become uh, more interested uh, in it. And there have been these—you know—people would ask to do interviews and stuff, which which is really weird. You've uh, been in
2: like a few thought, magazines.
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's strange. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 weird too. Like like we did. A, we never had done like a telephone interview when we were. I mean, because because we'd had our website for six years, but nothing nothing had happened. Up to 2006, and then we, Zach and I tried to do, uh, it's probably one of the reasons Zach is not on this podcast, is, is we tried to do our first, very first interview, uh, was with, uh, on the telephone, was with, uh, Gamers with Jobs, and that was the two of us, uh, Zach and I, and, uh, and, um, and Julian Murdoch, uh, there, and, It was just – it was awful because we were in the room together, the two of us on on Skype or something, and we kept, like, looking at each other. We didn't know who was going to talk, and and, uh, we were both really, really nervous, and, uh, yeah, that was just a mess. Uh, I think, you know, Zach Zach just cut out halfway through, and I just was studying, like, stuttering, like – and then, you know, finally I managed to answer a few questions at the end. Uh <laughs> this is such a mess. And um yeah, so 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 uh but yeah, no, it's good to see good to see Dwarf Fortress um being appreciated by a few people. And uh especially a lot of people a lot of people that make games like Dwarf Fortress. Um and it's like you mentioned you mentioned Blizzard and there there are a few other people um that have written they're just saying that you know they're they're happy that something like that is out there and it's cool to see someone kind of just plugging away at their own little project for years or whatever and and actually being able to to survive um you know without yeah so uh, so so yeah no it's cool
0: are there any plans to ever change your model of uh donations to perhaps sell the game
1: no okay no no plans no plans at all i mean there's there's i mean you really have to plan for uh you don't want to plan to fail or anything, but you know you have to think about what what am I going to do? You know if if things start to to dry up or whatever. But um, it's it's uh, I, I really don't know because I don't think I don't think selling Dwarf Fortress or changing Dwarf Fortress is really in the cards there. If I just go out and find a find a different job or or start writing iPhone games or something, um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean I don't know if I'd be any more successful there. Uh, but so far that isn't, that isn't just a, just, that isn't really an issue. It's like as long as, uh, as long as, as we have enough to keep going, then we will. And, you know, while we're making $2,000 a month, it's, it's weird when, when you leave, when you leave, uh, academics, you know, you're, you're, they're like, oh, well, people out there make double, double the academic salary. And it's like, we've been, we've been in general doing worse. Last year was, was an exception. That was the first year I did. I did better than I than I was doing back when I was a baby professor. And um but but I don't I mean I I really don't see it. I don't see us having a year that good this year, right? It's like last year was was strange because there was um there was a uh uh the 19 month delay ended <laughs> in April last year, and we had a huge huge month and in addition, there was the animal sponsorship drive right and those those both of those things added up to you know about a a, a regular year just a little less than a regular year totally. uh, uh, by themselves and and this year there's probably not going to be anything like that because we're trying to be more regular with the releases and, and in a way that might be hurting us it's strange it's very strange. But, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to try and think in terms of, you know, how I should, how I should best set up the release schedule to make more money, because it seems like no releases at all is the best way <laughs> to make Did more. you hear
0: that, guys? Quick, send money. Quick,
2: quick, quick. <laughs> no, send money!
1: Do you see the signals you've sent? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, it's very strange. It's very strange. But, uh, yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. Uh how uh how it works um but because i'm not i mean it'd be nice to have another sponsorship drive or whatever but i have to finish this one first <laughs> and there's there's like 120 animals to write up you know uh or more something like that it's, it's quite a, especially if i'm adding a man and a giant for most of them uh giant capybara men's and giant panda <laughs> mens so there are no giant capybara men no giant panda men are there uh, giant giraffe men Uh, There were not. There were not. In fact, the giraffe, because the giraffe was a weird animal, right? The giraffe wasn't put on the sponsorship list because uh, you were like, add the giraffe. And I was like, okay, I'll add the giraffe. But that meant that the giraffe ended up being crappier than a sponsorship animal, right? Because the sponsorship animals, I'm like, you know, 10 people want this animal and I really, really need to, you know, try and do a good job on it. And the, the giraffe is just, the giraffe's like a big cow. It's just really pathetic. I need to work on the giraffe some more. So once I'm happy with the giraffe, then I'll put in uh, giraffe men. (laughs) There we go.
2: Like a six-foot-tall guy with, like, a four-foot-long neck.
1: Yeah. Now, is he six-foot-tall with the four-foot-long neck or in addition to the four-foot-long neck? Well,
2: he's just like a normal guy with a four-foot-long neck.
1: (laughs) Are you looking down on me? Uh, (laughs) It's it's nothing but trouble with a giraffe. It's
2: very hard for him to put shirts on. (laughs) It's a long process.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Let's see. Just wears a sock. I
0: don't know. These jokes are a little spotty.
1: Well, we suck in general. But the, the giraffe, is that because the giraffe My oh, drafts uh, have spots? Okay. Yeah. Well they have they have they have what I think Wikipedia calls a distinctive pattern or something.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna demand you edit in like ten seconds of silence after he says that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I What's, haven't yet, but I will. So so that we can insert the laugh track?
2: Oh just a pointed Oh, well, you can at the cricket track. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, it's degenerate. Is what it
2: crick, is. We're crickets on the. Uh, I don't know. What do you think is going to be the hardest? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from The drive to put in.
1: Uh, well, if we do beavers right, that's going to be impossible, isn't it? Doing beaver dams <laughs> and like <laughs> making a six hundred meter long beaver, beaver dam or whatever that changes the entire world or whatever beavers do these days. Um, leeches and mosquitoes are going to be fun. Uh, ah,
3: will they spread
0: disease?
1: Uh, well, well, that's that's the question, right? It's like when you get to the mosquito, you 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 can have you can be satisfied in a way just making um a creature that bites you, that that um you know it doesn't really suck a an appreciable amount of blood necessarily unless it's a giant mosquito man, but which is disgusting. <laughs> but, that's hilarious. But it gives you this really annoying itchy thing. I mean, if we did all that. Then, Mosquito Man would be considered a success for the swamps and so on, probably. But, really, you want to get to, uh, you know, do you, do you add, you know, diseases and, and blood-borne illnesses and, and, and that kind of thing. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a question with all of these, really. It's like, it's like bees. Bees won, so I spent a lot of time on them. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm not gonna spend, I just don't have time to spend a month on every animal, you know. But, uh. Please do not. <laughs> yeah, that'd be five years. It would be a great animal game at that point, but, uh, <laughs> it yeah, it would be a long time. And, uh, so, so, it's hard to say with any given animal exactly how much time I want to spend on it, because diseases is something we were going to put in, uh, in the, uh, big 19 month release. I think it was one of the few items that got redded out on that list and along with formations uh and brain death and a few other things uh so so it it didn't make it in and so it's it's fair to say that that the game is ready for it and if you want to have i mean world gen and then after that experiencing um diseases and plagues and stuff is a really important um uh, you know force in, in world history and uh, if the mosquitoes are the vector for that ha 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 then that'll be great for them um, but uh you know that that addition to the game but uh i don't know i don't know uh, they're 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 coming though um, at some point we're cool. getting we're getting the the penguin first the penguins next i'm probably um, you wow, know wow. Yeah, I, I, I don't <laughs> yeah, I don't know exactly what's going on with the penguin either. I mean, you have to think about it. Every single animal you get to, you have to think, you know, what 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 little feature do I want to try and add to the game? Well, I
0: won't be satisfied unless he's tap dancing or surfing. Be- <laughs> We are back with questions from listeners. Our first question is... Hi. (laughs)
3: Our first
0: question is from Ficus. Um, How are migrants generated? He says, I've noticed that some come in with specific skill sets that could be useful for starting up industries or military early in the game. Is there some mechanic which is supposed to help the player along or is it supposed to be another one of those things that players have to cope with and adapt to?
1: So migrants... Uh, it looks at a list of the skills that are currently represented in your fort, and there are there are weightings towards skills that are really important, like mining and and um, and setting up your food supply and the basic craft industries and stuff. and it'll it'll attract migrants that you that you are missing. It'll attract migrants that, on the other hand, you if you've used a professional lot, you'll also get migrants um, that that work in that profession more often. And that's that's the basic the basic idea. Uh, but on top of that, it then kind of creates a, a sort of um, past life for the migrant. So they get jumbles of extra little skills at different levels, and sometimes those skills will overcome their their current profession, and then it'll change their their type around. Uh, most of the time, it gives them the skill that they uh, that they. Uh, that, 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 it's selected for your fortress, but, but oftentimes it'll, it'll, um, uh, it'll, they'll have quite a, quite a, a collection of other skills and sometimes it pushes them over the edge. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's basically what's going on. So yeah, there, there is some, some, some mechanics in there to, to wait, wait what happens and there's a lot, li- a large random element.
2: Random or procedural?
1: <laughs> I usually say random, and awesome. uh, other people say procedural. I sometimes say procedural. Um, I don't even know. I thought procedures were used for most things at some point, but I guess you've got procedures that are more procedures than other procedures.
0: You just made my head spin. I'm gonna have to lie down.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I just say random. That's what I, that's what I called it since I was a little kid or whatever. Playing like roguelike games, and it randomly generates a level, but I guess it's also procedurally generating the level.
2: Oh, I was just joking, because it's always on the form below <laughs> I say random, but sometimes they actually mean, like, random. Like, it should be cool if it was random.
1: Yeah, yeah. A no, I mean,
2: monster with a rock yeah. for brains.
1: <laughs> yeah, the way I the way I do it is is probably incorrect in some circles or something. People probably shouldn't say random unless they're talking about something that's actually random. Um... And sometimes random means zany, I guess. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, but but yes, of course. Yes,
0: of course. <laughs> we, we're, gonna, very we're, serious. Gonna, we're going to uh, roll up a zany world now. With your That's right. Zany generated world.
1: <laughs> That's bad. The
0: arc of clowning. <laughs> the clowning arc. There you go. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, it's horrible.
0: <clears throat> I'm about to go and play a game of Mimecraft. Oh,
1: snap. <laughs> Nothing but nothing but trouble, nothing but trouble for me, all
2: right, what's the next question here um, Marcus c z asks how would a f-
3: <clears throat>
2: how would an abandoned fortress look like when an adventurer finds it right now? It just randomly scatters items around the whole map and populates a fort by some with some monsters. Will it be any different in the future? How do you imagine abandoned fortresses so basically he's saying that um Right now, the game kind of just moves items around willy-nilly, but will there be better and cooler forms of decay in the future?
1: Uh, yes, absolutely. The the whole Treasure Hunter arc is kind of built around the, the idea that uh, ruins should be treated with respect. Um, not necessarily respect in the sense that we won't go in and grave rob them, but... Uh, respect and that they need to be like ruins and not, not some garbage, uh, which is what we've got, I didn't got now. I that. <laughs> so, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> uh, so, so the, uh, the, yeah, so, so, I, I imagine what, what we've got is the ruin occurs at some point either in world gen and in particular we'll address the abandoned fortresses, but, but starting with the, with the early ones, in World Gen, you have a ruin. It occurs at some point when the place is destroyed. And right now, the ruins can either be reclaimed or they might be in a state of not having been reclaimed once it starts. And that's really all it does. It might add some moss to them or something if it even does that anymore. And those sites should instead be available for whatever is going to happen to them. If if the bandits take one up as a hideout, then for as long as they'll there, they're there. It'll it'll keep track of the amount of time uh that 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 it was it was and when at what point in history they it was it was uh uh possessed by bandits and then a, a night creature might might move in there and then some bandits might try and take over from the night creature not knowing that it's there and all get killed and those things just like how a night creature's lair in some respects um, in some strange respects how they're all preserved but uh, reflects who died there as victims, there can also be these incidental things. And then, you know, if, if a hundred years later, the, the same ruin, uh, then gets reclaimed and refurbished, then maybe there won't be uh, any reference to, to what happened in the past. Uh, but there could be some, some things that are still there, uh, like if they hung the night creature's skull over the gate or something, um, of the new place they built up. And so that that that's kind of what we're hoping to do with the Treasure Hunter arc make ruins um not just have themes like it's not like the orc level or whatever you you, you sometimes have right where where uh, that that's a that's a good step forward having themes but but actually using the the history that we have at our at our disposal now the you know the things we've been working on for a long time uh having having the 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 uh ruins all make sense and the problem that comes up here then when you have your ruins make sense is that they they can somehow become less interesting i mean, I mean there's there's sort of fewer juxtaposed challenges you're not going from one strange thing in one room to to another strange thing in the next like when you what you typically get you typically get with a, <clears throat> a roguelike game when you're exploring but that doesn't mean that there can't be layered challenges. There can't be a number of different things that have happened at the ruin, and uh, and we'll we'll be aiming toward toward making making the ruins have um, have have in general had had a couple things happen to them, but that doesn't really hold in it in in dwarf mode. Dwarf mode's different because your ruins typically because you just made them don't have any history at all, uh, except having just been there. So. Probably what'll happen with 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 dwarf mode during the treasure hunting um, arc of the game when you go into a ruin if it depending on how the fortress fell apart, if the fortress fell apart just due to you know starvation or or wild animals um, uh, or just just a big cave in accident or something, then when you go to the fortress uh if you're the first person that that has arrived, there should be no scattering at all um you know within reason i mean maybe 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 a mouse moved something or whatever uh or or a guinea pig we've got them now um so so it's possible possible to have that kind of that kind of thing uh but it shouldn't just do this scatter thing the scatter thing was more i mean that's really an artifact i think from the very first release where you'd venture your adventure would visit the fortress and it would be a kind of you know, presumably after something has happened, um, after a year has passed or whatever. And it does pass a year, but in and I think it still currently passes a year when you start Adventure Mode, or maybe it just passes two weeks. I don't remember from Fort to Adventure Mode exactly how it passes time. But basically nothing should have happened in your Fort. Now... Once we've got the game moving around a little bit, which is the very first goal for the army arc—before armies, before hill dwarves, before anything things we've talked about—is making uh, monsters and bandits and and small small actors move around the world as kind of a test bed for for uh, moving armies that do things. And what's going to happen then is that those ruins are going to be at their disposal uh just like every other ruin like if there's an old you know 200 year old human crypt with traps in it maybe your recently abandoned fortress which perhaps has traps in it uh is going to be more appetizing for the bandits to take up um take up residence in so the 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 idea is to to do them that way now this this was all assuming that your fortress had been you know starved out or wildlife or whatever right but if you've got a fortress that has been um you know conquered by an attacking army then uh this was something that hung out on the dev page for a long time but the army art kind of brings this into focus now is are they still going to be there what did they do that for when they attacked you was their goal conquest was it just a punitive measure and they're just going to kind of elamite you out and salt your fields and leave and and um you know take off uh leaving no one alive um then, uh, then the fortress, it would it wouldn't just scatter items around. I guess it would it would just kind of have a heavy obliteration and looting procedure that it runs on it. And that's more that's probably more likely to happen b- before we get to um, the treasure hunter stuff. But the bandits are moving around before then. So just coming up with a time timeline, you might have bandits inhabiting your fortress, and then you might have the the sieging stuff, and finally. Um, having having strange things happen to world gen ruins that might have some pushover into adventure mode. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, dwarf mode uh, abandoned fortresses as well.
0: I've got a question here from Me Time Zero Zero. Uh, he says one of the things I'm most excited about on the Dwarf Fortress development page are the planned AI changes and opportunities for adventure mode. So I was wondering what sort of hurdles there are for making an AI that you could say interrogate, or that could try and capture you live, or do any of the other things on the devlog. Do you have any plans for how you're going to make that happen?
1: Um. So so we wrote down our goals on the devlog, and there there aren't really a lot of specific uh, plans. I mean, we just kind of tossed out what we want to do, but. We didn't do that lightly. I mean, I think I think all the things up there are possible, and not just possible, but you know, completely doable. And so, so you really have to go on a case by case basis. So, so you know, I'll just I'll just I'll just take the two the two examples uh, that that you put there. So when you say, you know, making an AI you can interrogate, that that involves you know a couple a couple things. You 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 basically want to want to co-opt. Um, some some stuff that doesn't really exist in regular conversations that we're going to have before that happens, which will just be being able to ask people directions. And you're essentially asking people directions, and there's going to be some resistance to answering, and there's going to be some opportunity for lying uh, when you're when you're doing that. Um, you know, we're, we're not talking about like you know necessarily twisting the guy's arm, but you're just asking him uh, things he doesn't want to tell you. Uh, the rest is you know extra on top of that. So you know that and that I mean it, it, when when you break it down this is this is kind of my approach on all these things every single new feature is just break it down into its little pieces and see what 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 each of them are and what we can do and I think I think the things that I said uh, that I said are are are, are feasible they, they you know if if you ask the guy for a location of something. Uh, you know he's he's going to to either just give you the location um probably with different text than someone who's telling you where the local pub is or whatever right he's you know if you ask him where the bandit hideout is he's not going to be like you know okay yeah you you know uh, you go here and and here and you follow the road and take a right and then uh, you know i hope you enjoy your stay there or whatever um it's you know it's there there'll be some different text or whatever but it's essentially the same well, principle some of them might <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess if he doesn't, you know, if he's through with it. But, uh, but, 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 but then, you know, if if you want to, if you want to interrogate them further than that, uh, you know, if, or if they have some resistance rather to 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 that, then it can take the location of the bandits of the bandits thing. If you're asking for a thing like where is the store, where is the bandits hideout, where is one of these things, you know, you you basically just need to go in and and say, you know, how do people lie about things, and they, they need to come up with a plausible alternate location. And plausible alternate locations are are basically gonna be kind of the the bread and butter of bandits moving around to begin with so so it should all tie in very uh very naturally uh and and the dude could just lie to you and send you to a cave now now addition to this, you can start getting sinister about it now and and have him send you to a cave where something dangerous is that he would know about now when you when you talk about a i there's there's kind of this um this thing where you where you're like, well, don't you want him to just be able to come up with all of this on his own? Do all the way, the, you know the the you know, well, it's good to send the adventure into danger, so I'll do this, and and you, you can kind of get into this thing where where you you, you the thing's all going to happen because you've written some sort of revolutionary um, value weighting judgment, and the and the guy can just make judgments like that on his own. And I I don't think that's how those features on that list are going to work. I'm not going to you know make some kind of miracle happen, uh, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try my best to keep things general and to, to allow as much crossover as I can so that occasionally you'll get surprised by what they're able to do. That's all I, that's all I hope for. And, uh, so, you know, if the guy does send you off to a dragon cave, um, you know, that, 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 that's, that's fine even if it's, if it's totally hard coded and, you know, if I can slip away from that, so that it's you know the guy's evaluating danger, the guy's evaluating you know the goals that he has, um, then then that then then that that's you know that's that's icing on the cake, uh, and well it becomes the, the cake and the then the 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 result becomes the icing afterward, but uh you know what I mean maybe or maybe I'm just make not making any sense at all. So anyway anyway the uh, the. uh <laughs> but but that's not to say that that there's not there's not a basic ai change that that's going to happen where with the personality rewrite we're going to be shifting over to a lot more um kind of goal oriented building up of uh of what how people conceptualize each action that they take when they're doing things in their day instead of just following a script and uh it, it, you know, there, so there should be some satisfying things that come out of that. Uh, we've written some test software that just, you know, made made people run around a city and do little goals that wasn't impressive at all, but was based on the new system. So I think it'll all work out. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it, and it, it, hopefully that'll work. You know, I'm not, I'm not, but I'm not, I'm not going to make any any big promises because those things always frustrate me when other people do it when they say, you know, they're getting they're off, offer you up the the world with artificial intelligence or whatever and give you crap. So this is, uh, this is, this is, uh, you know, each feature that I put up there is going to be accomplished in some way, but it's not, you know, necessarily going to be done, you know, by a miracle. Uh, and, uh, you know, as, as for, you know, I don't know if we go into the other example as well as, as, you know, people trying to capture you alive then then that really kind of feeds into this this idea of, of of the personality with goals and so on because it's it's more like a military objective if someone wants to capture you alive there's 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 two there's two two starting points there is is how did they come up with that idea in the first place and then how are they actually going to carry it out how they actually carry it out that's kind of the thing where i don't think i you know it's going to be based on some sort of magic AI, but it's just going to be something that they learn how to do, how to effectively, uh, tra- trap you, box you in, and get you, um, uh, you know, either, either, either use some kind of trap or, or, um, surround you and, and drag you down, whatever, whatever they might try. Those are just going to be, be- The
0: s- option to surrender, of course.
1: It's true. They could just yell at you and scare you and stuff. Uh, <laughs> so, so there's, there's, uh, there's, um, yeah, the the, the new Capybara sounds should really lead into a a, a glorious uh, a glorious future of people yelling at each other and stuff. Uh, <laughs> so that'd be great. But anyway, uh, the 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 the, uh, the the tactics there are probably not going to be interesting. When I get to the combat arc, I'm hoping to open that up a little bit. But it's not I, I mean, it's not it's not um, very interesting now, and I'm not sure how interesting it's going to get. But when it comes to the actual goal of, you know, we want to capture this person alive for a reason, that's where we're hoping that the, the personality rewrite, which is basic to the Army arc of them, them coming up with, you know, what, what do I want to do with my life? And, and, and that was not just for military goals. It's more general, but for military goals, when they decide, I want to capture you, you know, I want, to, I want to capture this guy alive. Why would I do it? They'd need to have a reason for that, and that would be one of their goals that pops up. It's like, I want to extract information from the adventure. I want to hold the adventure for ransom. I want to do this. I want to do that. Uh then that would that would come up. And you know, hopefully that, that all just just um just fits into the, the overall system.
2: Ghouls asks, Will we ever be able to receive medical care in adventure mode? I know losing is supposed to be fun, but smashing a bandit skull with my peg leg would be even better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's good it comes from a positive it comes from a positive place rather than rather than you know saying that that losing is supposed to be fun but I hate losing not. when my <laughs> yeah it's not fun when when I lose both my legs and can't walk around but no he's coming from a positive place where he wants to smash people's skull with his peg leg. And so uh so yeah I mean the, the adventure mode healthcare I I think I think we mentioned uh somewhere that 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 it was one of those things when we set up the new dev page and the dev page had all this stuff on it. Uh, the newest one that had a lot of adventure mode stuff, and we're like, you can be the hero, you, th- you can be a thief, you can dive into ruins, you can kill night creatures, all this stuff. And adventure mode healthcare just <laughs> wasn't on that list, even though it's important. Uh, and, and so, yeah, it's definitely one of the things we're gonna do. And, and we, we, we was kinda blanked on, 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 uh, on putting it up there, and, and we didn't talk about that much, like, like exactly what you wanna be able to do, but certainly the things you've got in dwarf modes, uh, like uh, crutches and splints and and being able to bandage yourself, all that kind of thing um, uh, that you need uh, to to survive, you'd, you'd be able to do. Uh, especially you know overcoming those those things like you're not dying, but you are missing you know one of your one of your legs. Um, then you know right now the solution in in, in dwarf mode, I- assuming it, it worked, which it probably doesn't, and I'm doing healthcare bugs is using a crutch. Uh, and the, uh, and so in adventure mode, you'd be able to do the same thing. Now, when we get to prosthetics, that's one of those things that has been up on the dev notes for a while. And one of those things that, you know, it's like when or the right time, any time's the right time, but that's true of almost anything. Right. So, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know when that type of medical care is going in. No idea but um it's something we want we wanted to do because uh it's so it's it's you know it's all thematically appropriate to run around with peg legs and hooks and uh you know Zach and I just saw Enter the Dragon last night so you can have all kinds of replaceable hands i guess like mm-hmm. the lion's paw and the and the big knives on your hand and and uh and the, the 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 natural iron hand that you've got that looks like your hand and you can also keep your old skeleton of your hand there as a souvenir uh apparently that's how it's done so if if you've got uh yeah so that that little way is uh yeah that 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 uh you will be able to receive adventure care uh, adventure care um but we're not sure we're not sure when it's one of those things that seems like a pressing issue because you die all the time in adventure mode but uh that's not a new thing uh so i'm not sure yeah i'm not, I'm not sure i'm not sure when it when it should happen it seems like uh seems like something you want to do but Who knows why?
0: Hey, well, thanks for joining us for our podcast of Dwarf Fortress Talk. Uh, I'm Rainseeker, and
2: with me has been Tarn Adams and Captain Tastic. I hope you found everything as pleasant and enlightening as I have. That's right. Indeed.
1: Pleasant. We're going for pleasant this time. That's our goal.
2: Pleasant. We're not trying to put you to sleep, although
0: people have accused us of that.
1: That's right. Um,
0: so we, we hope you've had a good nap or a
1: good listen. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, and who else are we going to thank? We're going to thank all of the people that asked questions this time, and we're going to thank Olier for providing the music, and we're going to thank Malox. 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 Malox doing doing, doing the trans-
2: wonderful uh, transcription.
1: That's right. We might even give him advance warning this time <laughs> instead of just springing it on him. Uh, I
2: want this on my desk by Friday. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And uh, and we'll thank um, we'll thank Emily Menendez uh, for having done some music before and and, uh, and um, yeah and 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 uh, and and, and uh, is that, are those the people that have helped? I think those those are the people. I'd
2: like to thank uh, Rainseeker. I'd like to thank Captain Castic. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: I guess I'll I'll thank myself. <laughs> <laughs>
2: to thank Tarn for making this
0: game. Okay,
1: I'll wait for others. I'd
2: like to thank Scamps. for Oh yeah,
1: yeah. He was scamps. pretty good. He well, he was pretty good this time. I think he didn't cause yeah. any real dis- distortions. <clears throat> he knocked over the mouse once. That's about he it. Scamps for good.
2: not biting your master. Yes. yes,
1: that's right.
2: Thank you for letting us do this.
1: Scamps has no master. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's right. People, people. Uh, yeah. So and and thanks for listening.
2: That's right. Yes. All of that's you right. people out there and.
0: If you like this game, if you like this game, please donate. go to the donations page. there's a little button that says Donate," and it's with PayPal and it's really easy and you can actually enslave Tarn by doing it because he will draw you a picture
1: yeah and and you don't need a you don't need a PayPal account it'll just take your credit card or whatever um, sure. doesn't need doesn't need a PayPal account. I thought i mention it Hardly ever do Fortress
2: is kept <laughs> alive By players like you
1: It's true It's true it's true. And by
2: the foundation For better gaming That's right yeah. We apologize If there is a foundation For better gaming That's not one To be associated <laughs> with us That's right That's
1: right There could be I mean there should be A foundation for better gaming There's so much crap Support them Support us It doesn't really matter As long as As long as There are better games Credits, um, my little Dwarf Fortress Talk protocol. Um, there. I'd also
0: like to, with your permission, Tarn, to mention, uh, my website.
1: Uh, yeah, sure. True? Okay. Sure, and that's, that's, uh, and then, then, and, and does Tastic have any micro-brews and things he's working on he would like to talk about? Nothing good. I have a (laughs) peanut
2: butter stout here, but it's not very good. It didn't... Have a wait, good wait, texture. Peanut butter stout that you, you yeah, created? Yeah, it tastes, tastes like a peanut butter cookie. <laughs> <Wow. sighs> you, you, so much potential. You made that? Or yes. you, you
0: made oh, it? You made it. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, but what was wrong with the uh,
2: texture per se? Uh, it has does, does a very watery mouthfeel.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha.
1: all too sophisticated for me.
0: Well, your uh, game's way too sophisticated for me, so uh, no. what yeah. you're complaining about
1: <laughs> um, my game my game uh last thing I saw it called was a convoluted wonder, <laughs> a convoluted wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure which way is that's good or bad, but well, I'm
0: pretty sure you do have the most complicated game I have ever played and probably is in existence, probably.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, chess and and go and things are kind of more complicated in a sense if you're actually trying to have perfect play. But no, that's dwarf not has, true. but dwarf has <laughs> more going on. <laughs> there are what about programming? <laughs> you my angel.
3: So if they're
0: literally on the same tile or in the same cage?
1: Yeah. Well, the cage, no. Uh, just <laughs> Well, maybe. Maybe that could be a bug. But uh, if the animals are in the same tile, the animals on the ground will get aggressive after a while.
0: Okay. Hey, Captain. Hello.
3: <laughs> I just uh,
0: noticed how, like, my animals were killing each other yesterday.
2: <laughs> yeah. We need, like, fences and thatched roofs, and then we could just do, like, peasant fortress.
1: That's right. That's right. That kind of fits in with the dwarf mode ends and stuff. Bring out uh, your dad! It's going to be a... Wheelbarrows. theme park or something.
0: Bring out your... I'm feeling better!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Feel Uh, like
3: walking. Mister, what are you doing? That's not for scratch. I need Five to, minutes. I've okay. got like yeah. throat gunk. Throat gunk. Yeah, gun. I don't want to. I don't want to
0: waste these <laughs> jokes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, they're all being. Re- everything's being recorded. They can be inserted. But yeah, we don't want to talk about.
2: Oh, you started. Oh, good.
0: That's
1: yeah, cool. yeah. Well, this is all going to be blooper time. So, uh, but but only if they're bloopers.
2: Uh, <laughs> I got some. I got some
3: great material for bloopers. <laughs> I got. I was up nights just thinking. What's I was that? thinking too of of ways to.
0: Make mistakes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Of course, it makes the editing a little harder. (laughs) Um, Who's this little fat? Who's this little fat boy? It's bebe scams. I'm too fat to survive.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I was, I was, I was losing livestock. Good thing I brought more than one of each. So, although I might have lost the only male drake. Yeah, I think I only brought one.
1: <laughs> uh, you might have oh, a nailed. dwarf. you might have a dwarf bring a pet sometime and you can trade for them, maybe, although there's so many animals pet now they yeah, yeah, <laughs> there we go you got pet ducks, pet ducks, and pet guinea pigs, and it's funny with the pet, pet guinea pigs they just follow you onto the map or whatever you can also <laughs> like, are encounter there them. <laughs> no 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 they're 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 uh we made all the new ones unit size uh oh, okay, um. I'm not sure. I mean, the the, the guinea pig, that's really kind of salacious making it unit-sized, but <laughs> it is. And uh, So you can see them wandering from the side of the maps in, in, in certain regions. You'll have, like, KV boar and KV sow or whatever wandering into the side of the map, of these little herds. Um, are they
0: aggressive at all, or do they run away?
1: Uh, Well, they're the same as, as other benign creatures, but that means that they can fight back if cornered, which I'm not sure what, what that means. It probably means they can move, do more damage than they could in real life. uh um, <laughs>
3: Who's this little fat?
1: Who's this a little fat kitty? He's a little fat kitty. Got huh? Who's regal? Who's a regal fat boy? Ah, oh, pipe smoking. That's right. It was a bloat, and then I'm not sure where uh, where are, where the flowers have gone.
0: Maybe that's one of those features
2: we could uh, put on like a feature list to to sponsor. <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone is, wants to like just be able to pay money to control Toadie. It's kind of funny. It, it's
0: true. A, it's very <laughs> tempting. It's <laughs> hey,
2: unimaginable power. I want
0: you to brush your teeth right now. Here's ten bucks.
1: I should. Well, I brushed my teeth last night, but then. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't do do it this morning because I was running around um, doing laundry and stuff because I had forgotten to do laundry last night. Because um, so, you can't be all skeezy for the podcast, even That's if there's true. no one in the room. We Who's this? We Hi, can you. smell
2: it over the computer waves. I was going to shave, but I figured it would be more in character to... Uh
1: <laughs> I should have shaved because my my, uh, my, uh, my 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 beard thing, whatever I've got, is bumping <laughs> up against the microphone occasionally. Uh, that's part of the reason I moved it further away. Hopefully, it, uh, hopefully this is <laughs> trying to tell me shave me. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't shaved for a while.
0: <laughs> Does your cat like your beard?
1: I don't know. I don't know if he he doesn't really seem to register uh, facial hair at all. Um but he recognizes me and he recognizes Zach and uh he flees from most other people. Mm. He's a little frayed cat. If people if people get close to him he doesn't get curious and kind of reach out and try and sniff them, he just hisses at them and tries to kill them. <laughs> he's a funny boy. That's right, he's on our, he's on the lap for the perhaps the duration of the podcast. But he's pretty pretty mellow, so hopefully won't be any trouble. There might be, yeah, I don't know. There might be a bunch of different kinds of penguins or something if I can't think of anything else. Little fairy penguins and big emperor penguins and big lardy stone penguins. You grab the fat stomach. Grab the fat stomach. <laughs> who's the little boy, little baby scamps? I seize this fat stomach. Oh, has got a little fat stomach seized? Yep. <laughs> um, Preach it, brother. Preach <laughs> it. Who's got little feet? I seize his feet and make sure there's warm. Who's got little warm feet? Arr, biting his own feet. Ah. Um, Yeah, and the platypus. I mean, just getting the body right on that is probably enough. But they've got their venomous venomous <laughs> yeah, spurs. Venom, yeah, yeah, yeah. Venomous venom. spurs. And, uh, and they lay eggs, and
0: they're mammalian.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if we had badgers, we might have to add the internet. Um, <laughs> it's all these internet memes related to badgers because um, bad- badgers are after the platypus. And uh I mean, I guess there's there's the the old badger video, and now there's this other honey badger video going around or something. Um, so there's all kinds of things that that people people want want out of that. And then there's moose, the moose, and then the red panda, ostrich. Yeah, there's all kinds of cool stuff, all kinds of cool animals. I don't know what what we're gonna do because we did the bee, and then we did the panda and the capybara. Maybe that means we need to do four animals and then eight animals the next time, sixteen animals the next time. But
0: spend incrementally less
1: time on them. Yeah, you don't want to totally, totally. I mean, I don't know. It's gonna, it's, it's just so, so hard to figure out how much time to spend. And um, you know, we're just gonna try our best. And. Um, uh, What's going on here? There was typing, and then the typing disappeared. Oh,
3: You're not supposed to talk about the typing. <laughs> <laughs> shh, shh, shh. No, I have to edit shh. that out.